Welcome everyone for a Reimagining Cyber Extra episode. It's Rob Borrego and Stan Wisseman here, and we're going a little bit off the rails on this one, Stan, talking about cybersecurity movies. You might ask why. Well, our genius producer, Ben, came up with this idea. He said, guys, with the Oscars happening, wouldn't it be great for you guys to come back and share what you think are the top cybersecurity movies? And we said, Ben, that's genius. It's brilliant. Let's do that. <laughs> So, given that the Oscars just happened this past weekend, that's exactly what we're going to do. And so, why don't we do it this way, Stan? We'll go back and forth. You will start. You throw out your first movie. Maybe let's do five each or so. Uh, you throw out your first movie. Talk a little bit about why. And then I'll take the next one. We just go back and forth. Sound Sounds good? good. Let's do it. Kick us off. Well, I have to start with War Games. I mean, it mm. was released in 83, right? And... The next year, I joined the National Computer Security Center at NSA. Uh -huh. And here, here's this movie about a high school kid who's hacking into his school to be able to change his grades. This is about you, is what you're telling me. Well, you know, I want to be, want to be Stan. <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, then he gets a little over his skis, you know, and he finds this, you know, military site. He thinks it's a game site, you know, global thermonuclear war sounds like a game that he could play and he gets it going. It turns out, oh no, he actually has start the, the supercomputer called Whopper, um, you know, off on, on really running the game. It was kind of neat because Matthew Broadwick does a very convincing role of, of, of playing this guy that is, is adept at not only doing hacking, but a little phone freaking, you know, mm -hmm. when you had to make that emergency yeah. phone call back to, you know, his girlfriend, Ali Sheedy, um, and, you know, gets into hacking the, the security system to get out of the, you know, the little room that he's, you know, locked up into. So he's just got this way about him of, of being able to figure out and problem solve. And so he wasn't necessarily a bad guy, you know, he was just mm -hmm. using his skills and ways to, of, of having fun, but also, um, getting himself out of trouble. So that it, it was, it was the first movie that I recall that was really focused on cybersecurity hacking. And, and also I was getting into that with my career. So I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's definitely a good one to start with. And you know what? Mine will continue in the theme of Matthew Broderick. <laughs> and I'm going to go a bit comedy on you and I'm going to go with Ferris Bueller's day off. I would Ferris not Bueller's have thought day. of, I would not Why? have thought of that yeah. one. No. You know, Cybersecurity. What do you mean? Well, how did Ferris Bueller get his day off? He hacked into the school oh, computer system. True. Right? True. Changes his grades, his attendance records. He's off on the, you know, he figured out the little loophole on how he can actually have a day for himself. And he had a great day with his couple of friends, right? And he so sure that's the way he got in and got it done was by hacking in again to the computer systems makes you wonder where the time. theme with Matthew Broadwick, whether or not he exactly. actually graduated from high school, <laughs> but it's like, Hey, Matthew, we like what you did over there with war games. Come over here. We're going to put a little bit of humor behind that now. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, my next one is sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember one. this one, but this was, you know, Robert Redford, uh, Sidney Portier, Dan Aykroyd, who is playing mm -hmm. uh, a hacker, so the cast was pretty outstanding. And the bad guy uh, was, you know, a, a fantastic actor. You know, Ben Kingsley, he, he plays the, the friend gone bad to Robert Redford's Martin. 
And, and, and these guys are, you know, contracted to do a job. They have a, a white hat kind of business to test out the security of different systems and the like. Um, but they, they sort of come upon this capability of decrypting anything and, and flash forward, obviously to our era, or maybe 10 years from now, when we're potentially able to use quantum computing to be able to mm. crack any of the existing crypto algorithms, um, Maybe it's not that far fetched in the future, but this little black box that they they steal um, turns out to be a, a hot potato. Uh, but it, it it was again a fun movie as far as just the the way we go about it and the acting and 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 even though at the time it was probably not realistic that something would be able to decrypt anything, yeah. um, it, it was a, it was an interesting storyline. So I had to throw it a Bond movie, <laughs> and I'm going to ask you after I kind of talk about which one I picked. I'm going to ask you who your favorite James Bond has been, which actor has played James Bond and is your favorite. So the James Bond choice I made was Goldeneye. And if you remember Goldeneye, right? So James Bond is actually trying to stop these Russian crime syndicate, basically that right. becomes cyber at the end of it all because they're going after and uh, you know trying to get access into uh, actually cyberspace through satellites, Okay. And what, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to take over the world, of course, right? They and always do. They always do. It's always do. the case. I mean, and he saves the world again, right? But of course, in typical James Bond fashion, he comes across his co-partner. And in this case, Natalia saves the day. Why? Because Natalia is the one that actually is able to hack into the satellite system and take back control and self-destruct the satellite system to prevent- I'll have to watch, I'll have to watch that one again because yes. I do not remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was it was uh, a Pierce Brodson one, so I'm going to say not my favorite Bond. Mm -hmm. I will tell you mine, but who is yours? Um, Daniel Craig, without a doubt. Oh, there you go. See, mutual, yeah. absolutely, yes. without a doubt. Yeah. Now he's retired. He's off to yes. uh, doing mysteries with as as Knives Out. You know, no kidding. whatever that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Saw that. Saw that recently. Yep. Still like him much better as Bond, but yeah. Yeah. And there's of course the the OG, right? The original Godfather, Sean Connery. John Connery, but I am also Daniel Craig for sure. Yeah. So my next one, I, I'm a I'm a big Die Hard fan, mm. and outside of the first Die Hard, my yeah. my favorite one is Live Free or Die Hard, and that you know John McClane is is still just John McClane, right? He's yeah. not trying to be a hacker, but he he is asked to actually apprehend and bring in an ethical hacker, Matt Farrell, who's you know Justin Long, and you know, I, I think, you know, I think an aspect of this is, you know, the, the fact that you have this, you know, the, the super bad guy is this guy named Thomas Gabriel, you know, and he's launching attack against the, the critical infrastructure, but he has leveraged a bunch of other hackers to help build different components of his design. Mm. Right. And they unknowingly you know they're being paid, but they don't yeah. know really what the big picture is. It's gonna and, be. Yeah, right. And and so, you know, it, it is a it, it is a it characterized in the movie as a fire sale. You know that you know there's a sequence of knocking down different parts of the critical infrastructures um, in in the in the U.S. Um, and the and the feds are you know are 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 like being run around no having no clue as to how to, to to stop or fix this they're always behind the curve um which could be realistic unfortunately um 
Yeah. But but I, I think it, you know, it has a lot of obviously great action like any diehard movie does. Yeah. Uh, but it puts it in that context of how a, a mastermind that's trying to do very bad things by using cyber and the vulnerabilities he know exist mm-hmm. um, could take advantage of that. But think about that. Like that's, you know, interesting. But the, the pieces, right, kind of the bits to put it all together, they're being outsourced. Right? Yeah. And they don't know, as you said, they don't know what the actual kind of grand master plan is, is going to be that comes together. That's the reality of the, the world from a cybercrime perspective, right? They go and buy these service capabilities and they're doing their own thing. To actually and the, and, and the people selling those services now, they don't care they what the overall designs yeah. of the nation state or whoever the cyber syndicate that's actually using them. Before I say the next one, I'm going to throw the clue out at you, which I'm sure you probably get, but I'm going to throw it out there. And the clue is I'm not going to need those TPS reports today. Office space? You got it. So Really? <laughs> yeah. So you can see how I'm going here, right? So like, where is Bueller? Where did that come from, right? For office space, so it was a high-tech company these guys were working at. They become disgruntled employees. Three of them become disgruntled employees. And they actually hack into the accounting system. And they basically have a virus that's going out there. And it's siphoning out money, right? They're embezzling the money back out of the system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they go in and it triggers, though. So they're, they're kind of like, hey, we're going to slide underneath the radar. We're going to take a little bit of a little bit of the you know kind of cash, pull it across, and then we're out. We're actually going to quit. We're out of here. We're frustrated with everything that's going on. But the worm goes out and spreads further. So much money goes back <laughs> in, right? Yes, now we got yes. a bigger issue to deal with. So yes, I threw out their office space. <laughs> I, I, again, I would not have considered that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for mine, my next one, um, I actually like the books better than the the movie series the movie series was okay but the books were great um but if you remember the the girl and the dragon tattoo trilogy yeah yeah Lisbeth salander is the the hacker and she's helping out a journalist you know in the in the in the movie with the girl and the spider's web she's recruited to steal a powerful program called the firewall and um Mm-hmm. With that, you can get the access codes for all the nuclear weapons of the world. That would be a, a terrible thing to be able to get access to, right? But, you know, the the NSA gets involved and there's all these thugs that steal a laptop, et cetera, et cetera. She comes across as somebody who's very resourceful, whether it be uh, on a computer or physically. And 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 again, some lots of great action. You can tell I like action movies. My wife's not as much into action movies, so I have to watch these late at night. <laughs> but, you know. On your own. You got to you got to do what you got to do. Just stay focused that way. Right? Get, get the popcorn and you're all set. So the next one for me is um, I'm going to give you a hint. So it's uh, John Travolta with an interesting looking hairstyle, and it's not Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so it's Swordfish. So oh, that's, that's, Swordfish, a, that's a really good one. That's an that's an oldie. Well, it's not as old as War Games, but it's a good one. Yeah, it's over twenty years now. But yeah, so so yeah, John Travolta in there, the bad guy, the, the mastermind behind the plot, right? Uh, and he's uh, you know in a a relationship, a friendly relationship with Halle Berry, uh, who has a contact, happens to be Hugh Jackman, and Hugh Jackman had just gone away for a couple of years for hacking into the FBI systems, and this is a very young. Hugh Jackman. Oh, this is early Hugh Jackman. Travolta's plan, right? It, and Travolta's uh, name was uh, Gabriel, and it is to uh, trick, right, Hugh Jackman's character into actually hacking into the Department of Defense this time around. Mm. 
and, you know, comes up with the kind of, you know, excuses and kind of here's the storyline. This is what we're going to do it. And obviously, you know, gets through there. And, and so Hugh Jackman comes up with this worm that gets out there and gets into the environment. And basically it's for, you know, purporting that they're different government agents out there. And so they have different access credentials to get into these systems and whatnot. So I just thought that was an interesting one because it was kind of this, this interesting plot of the characters that they pulled together and the concept of, you know, just the, the hacking into the different government systems and using that and leveraging it to get back in. There was a scene where Travolta is basically, you know, threatening his life, right? Unless he hacked into a system in a certain period of time. Yes. You know, that's they, right. And, and it was one of those things just like, I just, you know, yeah, yeah. pulling up all these things. It just wasn't real and realistic. I, you know, really? That, 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 <laughs> it's like it's coming down to seconds before you can get in. You know, yeah. it's like okay, well, I think I think it's like it, watch me work. Come right, on. right, right. Hey, one one other thing, one other thing, because I can't leave this one off. <laughs> this this was this was my last one. Okay. So it, as I've been going through the movies, you get a sense of what I like, right? So the Fast and the Furious series. Mm. Yeah. Furious Which one? Seven. Okay. Number seven. You have God. to remind. You have to remind me. There's so many. They're sort of a blur. Yeah, you they, know? Are, they are. Vin Diesel is in so every one of them. Though, so you should, you know, be. It's, it's like this stuff happens every day. God's eye. Do you remember God's eye? Yes. Yes. God's eye. Right. So I can hack it. So I have this hacking device that has access to any camera in the world, and I can control these cameras. I can control. Remember that scene? It's traffic signals. Right. Where they're basically right. Everything's coming in. Autonomous vehicles kind of plugging every everything. It's like one ridiculous idea at the time um of what was happening but i thought that was an interesting one hacking into the system in god's eye and then taking that thing down that that was had to throw out one of the fast and furious movies well, i'm glad you got it in i got it off i feel feel much better now well saying you, you listed off some great ones but if you had to just pick one what's that top of the list it's a little dated now but war games it, it just was uh, again the the first one that was associated with Again, computer security, and I was just getting started in the in the career of computer security at the same time. So I, I'd go with that one. For me, I would actually go off of your list because it's different than my list by far. And I would go with sneakers because when you said it, I remember right. And I remember you know great actors within that movie as well in the storyline. So that might be happening this Friday night. It's a good choice. Popping it's a good choice. So what kind of movie would you like to see created as far as? one themed around cybersecurity or hacking in general? That's a good question. I didn't really kind of think about that. Um, maybe it's something to do with, um, and I know we, you know, there was something kind of on AI, but AI from the cybersecurity perspective and impact. As it a bad actor, as a bad actor, yeah, the AI yeah, basically is Basically where the AI yeah. becomes a bad actor, right? And, and you're seeing, you know, kind of the, the ramifications of them doing so. Um, yeah, something like that. Probably. How about yourself? We're, we're experiencing our first cyber war, right, mm. between Russia and Ukraine, and yeah. and affiliates on both sides. And while we've had things like James Bond and those kind of things, as far as a a, a crime syndicate or some kind of bad guy, or yeah. John Travolta with his master plan, something trying to represent, you know, a, a cyber war, which is what we're going through. How would you do that in a movie that makes it something you can actually wrap your head around? That's what I think, unfortunately, the future might be, is that this is now in the forefront of every nation state's arsenal. They're, they're honing their, their swords, as it were, in cyberspace. That's true. I think 
Hollywood may be calling you after they're hearing this episode with you. So you never know. That's a good concept. I'd be curious for our listeners uh, to identify their favorite you know, movie that has a, a theme around hacking or cybersecurity or, yes. you know, and, and include that in the comments. So if, right. you, if you have one that we haven't mentioned, please go ahead and, and identify it for us. Definitely. We'll look forward to reviewing those and stand. Ah, now the two of us can get out of these tuxedos. Let's go have a drink. <laughs> take care. The, the tie's really tied around the neck, too. <laughs> Loosen it up. All right. Take care, man. Take care. Hello there, I'm Ben, producer of the show, and before you leave our little Reimagining Cyber Oscars after party, I'd just like to let you know that there are plenty of other episodes for you to enjoy. In fact, there are more than the Fast and Furious and Police Academy franchises combined with Stan and Rob playing the lead roles every time. For example, you heard the guys talking about the Sneakers movie earlier on and how it relates to quantum computing. Well, episode 43 of Reimagining Cyber is called Inside the Fight to Protect Data from Quantum Computers and features Terence Spies, CTO of CyberRes Voltage. The silver lining to this cloud is that the folks at NIST, National Institute for Standards and Technology, um, have spent the last six years working with cryptographers basically around the planet on sort of a bring the, the Justice League together superheroes assemble kind of, uh, kind right. of job to uh, say, hey, how do, we, how do we find algorithms that are not vulnerable to, uh, to these kinds of attacks? And there are plenty more blockbusting episodes where that came from. Also, if your podcast listening app lets you rate or review the show, then do let us know what you think. You could even share with us your favourite cyber or hacking film. Mine is Superman 3. Controversially, it didn't win an Oscar, but then neither did Alfred Hitchcock. Go figure.